Welcome to Oncology Data Advisor. I'm Kira Smith. In this interview, we're kicking off a new series highlighting the Oncology Data Advisor editorial board. Today, I'm joined by board member, Dr. Richard Carvajal, who is the Director of Medical Oncology at Northwell Health Cancer Institute. Dr. Carvajal, thank you so much for joining today and congratulations again on your new role at Northwell. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been almost three months, mm-hmm. so two and a half months or so. So yeah, it's really exciting. To start off, what led you to become a researcher in the field of oncology and melanoma? Yeah, so I, I think, you know, cancer is such just a, a devastating and life-altering diagnosis. And I think early on, um, when I was a trainee during my residency program, I had the opportunity to, you know, manage and, and, and treat a number of patients with cancer. And, you know, of course, it became very clear at that time that, um, you know, our, our current therapies just, you know, they, they fail our patients all too often. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the same time, um, the science and the information, kind of what we knew about biology of cancer, the interface of the immune system cancer was just ever increasing. Um, and so I, I think I think it's those two things, the incredible need for better cancer therapies and the increasing science and the ability to, to potentially create those therapies. That's that's really what, what led me to this, you know, the field. Um, I, I would also say, I mean, from a physician standpoint, having the opportunity to care for patients and their family members at such a such a vulnerable time of their lives to help them through this process, I think um, it's, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a challenge, but it's definitely a, you know, it's, it's a privilege, I think, to, to help people through that process. Definitely. Um, as far as your research, what are some of the specific areas that you focus on? Yeah, so very early on in my training, again, this is now back in fellowship, um, I, um, I, I had the opportunity, again, to, to care for a number of patients who, you know, as I said before, had those therapies that were standardly available fail them. Um, and these were people who really had very limited treatment options left. Um, you know, I had the good fortune to work with a number of mentors and investigators who were heavily involved in phase one clinical trial development. And, and we saw a number of those patients who, you know, really wanted access to these novel therapies. Um, and so, you know, I, I learned how to do these early phase trials and, um, you know, became very, very interested in trying to um, optimize the development of these, these clinical trial designs, right? How do we make them more efficient? How do we better select the patient population we think is going to benefit from these therapies, right? Really to make sure that we're giving the patients the highest likelihood of benefit from these very investigational therapies. Mm-hmm. Now, around, around the same time, a number of the patients that we're seeing were patients with these very rare subsets of melanoma. Um, and as you know, as you know, I think everyone knows, the therapies that we have for melanoma are amazing now, right? When I started treating, for instance, cutaneous melanoma in the early 2000s, we didn't have the checkpoint inhibitors. We didn't have the effective targeted therapies. You know, basically we had tocarbazine or temozolomide. And so the idea of being able to cure patients with advanced melanoma was, you know, it, it wasn't really there. Everything was really palliative. And now at least with cutaneous melanoma, we're curing 50% of the patients that we're treating. 
Now, the patients that I saw back then in training were patients with extracutaneous melanomas, um, ocular melanomas, uveal melanomas, uh, melanomas arising from the mucosal surfaces of the body. Um, and a large part of my research focus um, had been and remains trying to develop therapies for those unique clinical and genetic subsets of disease that even today are not benefiting from the therapies that have been developed for cutaneous melanoma. Mm-hmm. In your current role as Director of Medical Oncology at Northwell Health, uh, what, are, what are some of your current initiatives now? So, yeah, I've recently joined the Northwell Health Cancer Institute. Um, and, you know, what, you know, there are a lot, lot of incredible um, things about this, this organization, but um, it has an incredible footprint where it's 10 cancer centers spread across an enormous geographic range. Um, and in the system, we see 20,000 new cancer diagnoses a year, which gives us an incredible opportunity to care for these, this, these, these patients. Um, um, you know, incredible obligation <laughs> to, to do that. Um, and the challenge of, you know, how do we give the highest quality cancer care across this large geographic footprint to a very diverse patient population. Um, and so, you know, what, what drove me here was to help um, establish those standards so that everyone gets the very best cancer care, you know, regardless of whether they're way out on the east end of Long Island or up in Westchester, so that they don't have to travel into Manhattan or the city, right? I, I want patients to get the best cancer care in their neighborhood, not have to travel for that. And that includes standard therapies that also includes clinical trials. Um, here at Northwell, we have a collaboration formal um, partnership with Cold Spring Harbor Laboratories so that we can really translate the science that's being developed at Cold Spring Harbor and bring that to our patients, um, collect the valuable patient samples and the um, clinical data, bring that back to Cold Spring Harbor and really do that translational science um, that all large cancer centers want to do. Um, but I think here we have the new, unique opportunity to um, capitalize upon that huge patient population, incredibly diverse patient population, um, and use the extremely strong science that we have um, at Northwell, the fine scene institutes at Northwell, as well as Cold Spring Harbor, to advance cancer care for everyone. Awesome. So you touched on the, um, how the field has evolved throughout the course of your career. What are some of the upcoming advances that you're looking forward to seeing? You know, I, it, it's been remarkable. You know, I've been doing this since, uh, I guess I'm getting old now, so I, I, I just turned 50 this year. Uh, but, but throughout my career, I've seen um, really the growth, development of precision oncology, targeted therapies, um, seen the growth and development of immuno-oncology, the checkpoint inhibitors. Um, and, you know, I, I think, you know, those are certainly going to continue, but I think taking advantage of everything cellular therapy has to offer, I think is really going to be the next um, kind of the, the next probably decade of where we're, we're putting in our energies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having the first commercial TILS product with eye advance for melanoma, which hopefully will become available shortly, I think is a major, major advance. And, um, you know, that idea of how can we actually achieve cancer cure by using the immune system you know, we, we still have a lot of work to do. And I think cell therapy will be a big part of that. Fantastic. Thanks so much for sharing all of this. It was so great to hear about your research. Thank you for listening to Oncology Data Advisor. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss an episode.
In addition to our podcast, the Oncology Data Advisor site features expert perspectives and news stories on the latest in cancer research and treatments, all found at oncdata.com. Thank you.